Although the characters we discuss are fictional, the challenges people face every day are not. The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Jedi Council Podcast, where we explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. Hey folks, welcome back to the next episode of the Jedi Council Podcast. This is Brandon Saxton. And Katie Gordon. How are you doing today, Katie? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to be just to be back behind the microphone. Every time I, I get to just fire up that record button, it's always a good day for me. Me too. And I'm I do e- love the podcast. Yeah, I do too. It's <laughs> so good. And I'm excited to talk about our, our topic today, which is Black Mirror Bandersnatch. And maybe I'll start by just saying, what a what a bizarre name. <laughs> Not an easy one for me to say, um, now that I've said it a few times, warmed up the old vocal cords, it's not so bad. But it, it, it is a, an unexpected title. I don't know if it's a deeper reference to something. If it is, it's well over my head. The only thing I could think about was... Benedict Cumberbatch, his name right? Yeah. Which is not related. Black Mirror Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> there are just like a couple overlapping phonemes. So it reminds me a little bit of in Harry Potter when this is Harry Potter book two. Tom Riddle writes out his name with letters with his wand in the air and then kind of mixes around and they reorganize and say Lord Voldemort. And so I'm thinking that Benedict Cumberbatch could easily do something similar. And then the letters would jumble around, delete like 80% of them. And then it would say <laughs> Bandersnatch. That's a good visual. Yeah. If anyone wants to make that, so I can just see it in, in uh, Photoshop, I guess. I don't know. Video Photoshop. Send it to us. We'll give you a shout out on yeah, the next shout episode. Out. And a retweet. Or a call out, as I used to call them. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. So seriously, Banner Snatch, pretty fun or pretty interesting, I think. Yeah. Have you watched much Black Mirror? I haven't watched any. I was wondering oh, if you okay. have. I've watched a few, maybe four episodes. Okay. So I, I picked it up quite a long time ago. Before it got popular, of course, naturally. No. Yeah, well, you always have been a little cooler and ahead of the game than others. No, I I, um, I think it was relatively early that the first season came on to Netflix that I watched the first few episodes, and they're okay. Mm-hmm. The first one is very bizarre. You haven't seen it at all. Mm-mm. The Basically, the pre- so the premise of the show I think you're familiar with is each, it's an anthology series. And the first episode in spoiler work and alert and graphic warning alert, actually, almost too is basically the premise is some unknown terrorists, I guess, or unknown kind of group basically coordinates it so that the prime minister has to um, have sexual intercourse with a pig on camera or oh. like one of his family members is going to be killed. Wow. And uh, it's it's just super weird. And the episode ends and it, is, it does not have a feel-good ending okay. at all. It's, and so... I found that pretty off-putting, and I actually didn't watch another episode. Later on, someone told me, you know, Black Mirror's pretty good. You should check it out again. So I watched a couple more. And, like, episodes two through four were pretty interesting, I think. Not nearly as off-putting for me as episode Mm -hmm. one was. But now I think the show's quite a bit better because I think Netflix has picked it up now. So it has that good Netflix money backing it up, whereas the season one did not. So the, like, the camera work and everything, I think, was 
it was okay, but I don't know if it was quite as good as this now. But anyway, Black Mirror is pretty interesting. And Black Mirror Bandersnatch, maybe for the uninitiated, is pretty unique in that it is a choose-your-own-adventure Netflix episode or a Netflix movie, which is actually pretty cool, I yeah. thought. I think there are two of those on Netflix now. One is a Minecraft um, choose-your-own-adventure, I think, which That's is fun. probably pretty cute and pretty fun. Mm -hmm. This movie was neither cute... Uh, it was a little fun or interesting, I think, but certainly not fun or exciting in a nice way. Not in the traditional sense of the word. No. Um, so I think it, I had heard, why we kind of decided to talk about it, is I had heard that it involved some mental health themes. Um, I didn't know really anything about it before I started watching it, other than that it was a choose-your-own um, kind of adventure module. Um, and it delivered. There are some mental health themes for sure. Some sequences on mental health treatment, both in terms of therapy and medication, as well as some depictions of what appear, appear to be pretty explicit mental health uh, problems, I guess, mm -hmm. or concerns. So maybe we could start um, by just maybe talking about our different story arcs and how we kind of just go through what happened. We've compared a little bit of notes, but not too much yet. And um, do you want to start? Um, I, I don't know what's the best way to I do that. Maybe I, just... I think I did more, I think I, because I ended up spending too much time trying the different endings, so my story oh, okay. might, might be more confusing. So maybe if you tell yours, I can okay. say same or different. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> and I guess what was kind of cool about it is I, I think I lost, for lack of better words, mm -hmm. several times or got bad endings. And what was kind of cool is sometimes the main character recognized that we messed up and he would say, okay, I got to try this again. That was neat. He didn't always say that, and sometimes he died. Um, so, not yes, it, it was a little different. Sometimes it would just kick me back. Sometimes it would tell me, okay, you have to do this, or it would let me go a different direction. So, okay. So I started by choosing the Frosties cereal. Me too. Okay, same so page. <laughs> same page so far. A pretty low-risk decision, I yeah. think. <laughs> yes. So we both chose the same one, so we don't know the impact of whether or not you chose Frosties no, or not. No, then after that, I chose the That's What I Call Music tape to listen to. I think there were tapes. I picked uh, Thompson Twins. Okay, so a different route there. Paths are diverging Paths now. are diverging. <laughs> then right away when he went to the job interview, I chose to join the firm uh, my, on my first run through. So did I. Did not go well. No, not so <laughs> They much. rushed out the game, uh, and it was not good. And then I got to meet my favorite character of the series, which was the reviewer guy on the show, because he was just so prim and proper and wearing his little suit. And I just thought yes. it was so funny when he would just say, like, oh, yeah, the, the creator is dead, so it's a little hard to say this, but zero out of five stars. It's horrible. <laughs> and I was like, that's so terrible. And also, I just, I, I was not watching the news or maybe even potentially alive it wasn't clear to me exactly what year this was i think they said but it I, was i believe it was 1984 oh yeah so definitely i was not alive so you yet. don't remember no i don't remember that but i do love to imagine that on tv there was just like one minute snippets about video games that were coming out i do i'm going to... i can't verify because i was pretty young <laughs> sure though alive no one correct me on that if okay. it's wrong I'm, that's going to be my reality so then, of course, I, I failed that, or we both did, it sounds like, went back and did not join the firm, decided to work on the video game at home. 
Then after that, I uh, went to the therapy session, and I did choose to discuss my mom. Um, As did I. Yep, which, like good therapist. Yeah, people. it just seemed like very important, so I was like, that's good. Um, and presumably did, I mean, that didn't seem to result in anything bad, she made, taking that choice to talk about the, the mom in that situation. At the album store, I chose the uh, Phaedra album, I think. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I chose, what did I choose? The Bermuda Triangle. Also different, really different on the... Uh, on the music taste, but really yeah. in line on the therapeutic choices. Though, to be fair, I didn't really wasn't familiar with either, so I was just Me kind neither. of picking. <laughs> okay, so we're on the same page of that. <laughs> then uh, uh, I chose to dump the key, the tea on the computer. I think the other choice was yell at the dad. Yeah, I picked the dumping the tea on the computer. Yelling at the dad seemed really sad. It I did. didn't want to do it. The dad seemed like he was really nice. I know. Um, up until that point, at least, some of the pathways, it doesn't seem like you, it's quite so sure. But... Then I failed because the computer broke. Yes. Then I had to go back and shout at the dad. Yeah. That wasn't good. Then went back to the therapist's office. And the first time I chose to follow Colin. So did I. Cheapers. So <laughs> insane. Um, then that's quite a wild sequence where you end up at Colin's apartment. And, um, oh, I don't know if I, t- if I noted this. You could, because you get to choose whether or not you take the hallucinogenic drugs. Yes. And I did choose to. So did I. Okay. And then things get a little bizarre. Oh, yeah. Um, and I chose for Stefan to jump off the building. So did I. Okay. So what's interesting there, I don't know, did you ever re-choose that choice? I was reading about some of this, the lines. So where, some of the where, Oh, wait. If wait, you, I chose Colin to jump. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. okay. So I, I'm interested to hear what Oh, so if you choose Stefan to jump, um, you fail. And, oh. and then it, it, it goes to the game reviewer, and he's like, yeah, this the creator just died, so it's hard to mm-hmm. say this, but the game sucks. Um, and then what I was reading, and maybe you can speak more to this, is if you choose Colin and jump, he's just mysteriously absent from the rest of the paths. He is, though it's weird, because he does, you see him basically die, and then his partner, Kitty, is mm-hmm. upset about it. But then, yeah, then later it's just like he's gone missing. Okay, interesting. Hmm. I th- I wonder if he pops back in in mine. I don't think he did. I think he's still there. It did circle back to the game um, studio a few times, and he was there for mine. So that's interesting then. So that's a pretty significant decision. Either way, pretty terrible though. Yeah, yeah. That's where the story really started to get pretty dark. It did, it did seem like... Con- like, because at first it seems like consistent with like people who are doing LSD, right? They they're kind of thinking about things different way and ideas that might sound like they make sense mm-hmm. but don't actually, and then kind of playing with the light with his hands and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then yeah, it gets into this whole thing. But it really does all the stuff he's saying does impact Stefan because he mm-hmm. then later. I mean, he thinks about, in terms of, like, Pac-Man being about mm-hmm. controlling people mm-hmm. and the government, right, when he's faced with his medications, mm-hmm. like, have they been poisoned? And so, even though after he sees, when he says, you know, I'm not going to die when I jump, he's still, the other stuff kind of sinks in. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Pretty powerful stuff right there. The visual components of that scene were pretty well done. Because yeah. Because it was filmed in a really interesting way to look kind of mm-hmm. old. But it still looked pretty, in, like, when he was, like, touching the paint and, like, moving the colors. Yeah, Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And that was, like, 
pretty lighthearted until it got very dark. Really quick. Yeah. Um, so then after that, I failed. And then I actually chose to go back to the therapist office and then go in and talk to the therapist instead of follow Colin. So what happened in mine is that after, um, after Colin dies, you just go back to the therapist and he kind of remembers it. But it's almost as though you're starting over and it didn't happen. Uh, okay. So that's how they pulled. That's not really a diversion path. It's so much right. as a detour. <laughs> yeah. It seems like. Okay. Yeah. So either way, you end up. So then you must have chose to either bite your nails or touch the earlobe. Yeah, I did the nail biting. Me too, which okay. he resisted. And yeah. that's when you start to pick up on he's noticing that someone's controlling him. And that's when I really started to actually get pretty interested yeah. in the story. Um, so then uh, after that, you have the choice to take the medication or not. I think that presumably that's a psychiatrist who then adjusts the medication. And I chose to take the medication and then failed. Um, which is an interesting kind of thing. And I think that's actually what I heard about out of context was that like complying with like good medication adherence, which presumably would have been pretty good for Stefan's or I think that's how you said his name, Stephen or Stefan. I don't know. Stefan, I think. Yeah. His mental health um, caused him to uh, basically what, did you do this choice? No. So I was going to, but I, but I'm, um, I don't have very good attention span. So for actually for that choice, I think I looked away too long because when I went back, it automatically chose Mm -hmm. throwing them away. Whereas I definitely would have chosen to comply with the medicine. And so he threw them out. Okay. So when you take them, what Mm -hmm. happens is, is that the video game is released and then it goes back to my favorite character, the reviewer. And he's talks about how it seems like the developer just lost all of his creativity. And so that is a messaging that you hear sometimes, isn't it? That taking, um, you know, psychiatric medications for mental health concerns can inhibit your creativity and in a way really kind of romanticizes the experience of mental health diagnoses sometimes. Yeah, and Colin even says, like, you need your madness or whatever earlier on. And then he's obviously, he's trying, he's inducing hallucinations mm-hmm. and to say that's where the creativity is so yeah you see a lot of those same bad messaging about mental health like in some tracks there's the violence that mm-hmm. you see associated with it complying with medicine mm-hmm. is going to stifle your creativity when it's the opposite right mm-hmm. people who are suffering from mental health issues bipolar disorder schizophrenia their work tends to be uh, really hard to do mm-hmm. when they're suffering. If they're able to accomplish yeah. their work successfully. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So medications can actually help mm-hmm. to function and, yeah. and reach potential with creativity. So yeah, that's really disappointing mm-hmm. to hear that. Yeah, and and so like I said, I think that's what I had heard about it mm-hmm. out of context that got me interested in, in uh, following up on it. So I failed and they sent me back and I did not take the medication. So we're back on track again. After that, he gets frustrated, I think, and I chose to hit the desk. I think the other option was maybe smash the computer or something. I hit the desk, too. Yeah, it seemed that, like some of them were pretty easy. I was like, if I smash the computer, I'm obviously going to lose because yeah. the game's gone. So After that, I chose to pick up the book when I went to I bed. did the family photo. Okay, so... That really says it all about our difference. Doesn't it just? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means, but clearly This something. is all just a huge personality <laughs> inventory. Yes. When you get to the end, you get your personality code <laughs> Um, so when I picked up the book, I think it, it sends you the same way into some kind of like pseudo sleepwalking slash vivid dreaming slash actually being awake. It's not really clear where you end up at the safe. Um, that's what happened to me at least. And then I entered Pax into the safe, which is the name of the kind of creature from the Bandersnatch book and video game. 
And then Pax just comes out from over the safe and like ate me. And then I lost. Oh yeah, I totally didn't see anything. Yep. And then uh, woke back up after that, after being eaten. Um, Destroyed the computer, I think, at that point was my only choice. And then somehow got the computer back again. I must have failed again and, and not noted it. And then I got to the point where I got to, um, he was asking, like, who's controlling me, what's going on, and I entered the glyph uh, kind of choice, um, pathway choice kind of thing. So a few different uh, kind of choices there. Did yours diverge out uh, a bit from there? I'm finding my notes here are, are making it hard for me to follow a little bit, even though I just wrote what I did for each choice. Yeah, I picked the Netflix one, but okay. I also then later went through the Glyph, and then I actually went through the Pax one, too. Okay, so it must really send you back, because I went back, and then and then the dad came in, and then... Uh, oh, no, I, you meet the dad in the kitchen, and my choices were to either back off or hit him with the ashtray, and I just backed off, and that actually resulted in me failing. Was not attacking See, that, my dad. So that's yeah. So then I got sent back that's again, and then I picked up the family photo that time. Then I said that I was a Netflix, and then kept telling him more and more, and then that led to the really bizarre sequence, yeah. <laughs> where uh, I think it was actually the act, like the actual actors in like the Netflix set, yeah, when they were yeah. filming this, but the main character didn't know he was an actor, mm-hmm. and I said yes to more action. Your your choices were yes or or fuck yeah, I yeah, think. I chose fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I, I presumably it ended similarly. I chose to yeah. leap through the window instead of actually fight the woman. I did that too, but then they make you fight, or I ended up having to go back to fight yeah. her. Okay, so with mine, I think it just failed right away, and okay. then they were like, "Oh, look," because he he was just like, "Um, am I not supposed to jump out the window?" And then the producer is like, calls for a medic to come oh, down and okay. talk to you. I did get that one, and then you didn't get the one where he tries to fight back. Never. Okay. Mm-mm. But you did at least get to see her pull her swords, which I all, did get to all see therapists the clearly have swords it's, and they're ready to fight. It is a, an integral part of any therapist training. <laughs> her whole fight. office was just so, like, it just seemed so, I don't know, like dark and kind of eerie. And I understand totally. that goes with the theme of it, but not for like a therapy office. It like, wasn't very inviting. You know, it just felt like, I don't know, it didn't, it seemed very... It didn't seem like a compassionate, warm place to be, even mm-hmm. though I, she, I mean, she was asking reasonable questions, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like in one pathway, you get this idea of someone who's suffering from trauma and blaming himself for oh, yeah. his mother dying because he wouldn't leave without the rabbit she took the, that his dad had taken mm-hmm. and he was mad at the dad and blaming the dad and himself. And mm-hmm. that was pretty good therapy where she's like, oh, totally. you are five. That's not your fault. And then it jumps into some other pathways. It's more about, like, you're dissociating, mm-hmm. and we don't want it to reach the state of a delusion. Mm-hmm. And to be fair to the therapist, the stuff he's saying is very bizarre. It's mm-hmm. just like, this This happens a lot, right, in movies and yes. TV shows. It's the idea that everyone thinks the person is having psychotic symptoms where they're breaking from reality, but they're the only one who really knows the truth. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, even though the Choose Your Own Adventure stuff was really interesting, that, I was like this again like we get it yeah we understand like come up with a more clever way to be like there's a secret that one person knows and other people Mm -hmm. don't because i just feel like well we've talked about this before it can end up really stigmatizing people who are suffering psychotic symptoms Mm -hmm. and by this misrepresentation and it just i don't know so and i guess we should define so dissociation basically is when people are kind of 
lose some connection with reality. It can be pretty mild, like if you're watching a movie and lose track of where you are and you're mm-hmm. engaged in the movie or you're daydreaming, to more severe where you're losing track of time and who you are. And so what she's suggesting here is that he's he's having these weird experiences, but he can kind of tell that they're weird and then that they're she's afraid he's going to decompensate, basically ups his medications. Mm-hmm. So, and then she also talks about delusions and what he's describing, they are consistent with paranoid delusional beliefs about mind control mm-hmm. and things like that. And I mean, that's a theme throughout oh, yeah. all of it. But in this case, of course, he is being controlled by you, the viewer, who's mm-hmm. clicking on the remote control. Mm-hmm. So that certainly wouldn't be considered a delusion. It's other people who are not understanding reality. Right. right. But yeah, that's something we see, we see again and again. And will. Yeah. Probably yeah. forever. Yeah. I don't think that will go I away. I think that's true. It's a, it's a bit of a easy plot point. And yeah. Not ultimately that creative or interesting in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I just think there are a lot of very interesting stories that you could you could tell that would be meaningful and moving and potentially help with people to understand psychosis and psychotic symptoms better. And uh, I don't think this helps more than like, oh, this is our mysterious, intriguing way of telling the right. story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so I failed again. Okay. And then it sent me back, and the only option I got was choose to get the rabbit from Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it sent me back to the safe. I entered toy into the safe. Um, which then goes through this kind of interesting, weird thing where my character went into a mirror, um, which allowed him to go back in time, which is what Colin told him would happen. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to get the toy. Um, and then the mom asked, oh, you know, we're running late. Do you want to come with? And I got the choice to say yes or no for the 845 train. And I said yes. Um, so then uh, my character died again mm-hmm. um, in the train accident with the mom. And then, so that was kind of interesting. And then after that, I, I had to select program and control as my option, entered PACS in the safe, P-A-C-S. And then I got an opportunity to call the therapist. I had to recall the phone number. And then after that, basically what it showed was when my character died as a little kid on the train, he died as an adult in the therapist's office. Oh. And then the dad and then like an emergency medical person were in there and they're like, what happened? And then the therapist, like he just, he just closed his eyes and died. I don't know. And then that was the, it gave me the credits after that. That was all done. Okay. Well, I, I didn't have that. I think I saw, I mentioned before when we were talking, um, the, where he kills his father and yes. on one he gets caught and then the boss at the at the gaming place is interviewed and he's like I didn't want him to be working home alone I wanted him to work here and he had a psychological breakdown and they kind of show him sitting in what I presume is a hospital or maybe it's a jail cell it's kind of hard to tell exactly what it is um and so they talk they talk about that and then in another one it's the creepiest one. So he, and a lot of it, I mean, I'm very sympathetic. He lost his mom. He blamed himself. He's angry at his dad. I mean, it's just totally sad. But then the weirdest one was when he, as I was telling you before, before we started recording, was that he decides to, you get to chop or bury or chop up a body after his dad dies um, from throwing the ashtray at him. And he chooses to chop up his dad and then... He basically gets away with killing him, 
Then he tells his therapist he can work with a sense of purpose now that his dad is gone. And he has his dad's chopped head sitting on the dresser that he looks at while he's working on the game. So that's disturbing. Not ideal and not the message. Not ideal. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think think it's ideal for anyone there. Not the message that we want to, that we want to continue to send about people who experience delusions or paranoid beliefs either. No, and in this one, it's kind of like he went from being um, this kind of like nervous but endearing person who you feel sympathy for to a more like sadistic kind of getting some weird pleasure. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was. A huge difference from the beginning. And in not a very much amount of time. I think this it takes place over a couple of months, I think. Yeah. Um, at the longest. So Yeah, which I guess if it's if it is a breakdown or something right. like that. But to be clear, this is what you and I worry about and have talked about in other contexts, that the vast majority of people with mental health issues are not violent. They're much more likely to be targeted. Uh, by and and it be victims of violence mm-hmm. or survivors of violence, and so that connection though that perception. I mean, you look at survey data, and a lot of people, based on things like news stories and media, have that misperception, mm-hmm. and it's really unfortunate. It's not great. No. no. So I don't know. I go back and forth about how I even feel about this experience. Overall, I have to admit, I did enjoy like kind of playing through it. I did find it kind of intriguing, and I was interested to find out what's going on, and is he a part of this control program, or what happened to the original author of the Bandersnatch book, or is this a, a curse? Or So it was kind of interesting, but some of the messaging is certainly harmful. Yeah, and I, um, I, the reason I just took my phone out was because our friend Lauren at Penguin Gone Mad uh, tweeted us about this, and I wanted to mention what she said because I think it's, I think it's extremely wise and mm-hmm. sums it up well. Um, not going to lie, I still haven't forgiven this episode for feeding into the narrative that engaging in self care leads to subpar art, mm-hmm. which we were talking about earlier. Um, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts friends which is very nice of her so thank you lauren i i agree that's um that's one of the many misconceptions are here so i like the format a lot yes and you know i i i'd like to see them do more stuff with that but i just when you have a group that is vulnerable and already already faces so much stigma just want them to do something else with it you know yeah for sure and why'd they even have to bring in the mental health parts like couldn't they tell this story about like he feels like he's being controlled, but they then they bring in the medicine and the therapy and all yeah. that other stuff. I mean, couldn't they have done that? What what function does that serve, do you think? Probably just to add additional pathways. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But you're right. It, it keeps the uh, keep the focus on the supernatural or yeah. kind of the technological. Like, I really liked the, the direction or the path where you were really just telling him like, yeah, this is the 21st century. I'm just, I'm watching Netflix right now. Yeah. I'm just picking what you do. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. That was really and fun. And, and I wish I had exited there instead of after the dad's head sitting on the thing. I did not get that ending and I'm okay with it. You're not going to seek it out. I can <laughs> not, give you my cheat sheet I'm not how going to find to. it. Speaking of endings, so mm-hmm. there are 12 different endings or there are five different main endings okay. and there are over 12 different endings. So I think including even like the first one where you join the firm, I think that counts as an ending. 
And there are a few what they call golden egg endings. I'm not sure exactly what that means. But kind of going through it. How's that different from Easter egg is just a thing you find, but it, what's a golden egg? I don't know. Okay. I think that, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like I think of like even a little better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think the Easter egg are just like subtle little references, but mm-hmm. maybe the golden egg is kind of like tricky and hard to find prize. Oh. I think I'm splitting hairs. I wonder hairs. if I got those. Well, I don't know. But <laughs> so... Uh, you know, one path, I guess, leads to the main character fighting his therapist. Then he, it's revealed he's on a movie set and his dad is just an actor. Um, I think we both got that one. Um, one of the choices leads to him going into his mirror and becoming his five-year-old self and then goes along with his mother and the derailment causing him to die in the present. And I, I got that one. Um, and that's so sad because like we were talking about that his 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 guilt is... Again, that he didn't go with his mom. Yeah. Like, it's just it's right, not tragic. That. Yeah. yeah. That he didn't die too. Which is a really powerful part of the story, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Another one is, uh, so the main character kills his father and then either buries or chops up the body. And then when given the option, can either kill Colin or Thacker, the, the boss guy, I guess, at the video game place. So if you bury the body, that leads to you being jailed before the release of the game. And chopping up and not letting the therapist know about it leads to a successful release of the game. But then afterwards you go to prison and pull back the copies. And then there are a lot of endings that show just kind of the my favorite character reviewing the game. And then other endings conclude in the present day with grown-up Pearl, who's Colin's daughter, who's a program for Netflix attempting to adapt it into an interactive film. And then starts to she starts experiencing the same branching path imagery experienced by both the author of the book and then by the main character of the of the story too there you go now we know the whole that's bandersnatch that's bandersnatch so overall like i said i i enjoyed it and i was intrigued by it but and i think it was interesting but i do think there was um some harmful messaging that probably could have been done a little bit more delicately and i don't know maybe it's just because i'm getting a little bit um sensitive uh, more than I used to be, but I also can just do without the whole path of, of chopping the dad's body up, I guess. Yeah, that I... I That's hyper-violent. Yeah, I just... Yeah, well, like I said, it just didn't even seem consistent with his character, and I mm-hmm. didn't know what the point was. I get that there doesn't have to be... Like, I mean, they even kind of, like, joke about this when you take the Netflix r- route where they're like... Where she's so she's trying to test his delusion by saying if that if it was mm-hmm. Netflix, wouldn't this be more entertaining and interesting? Yeah. Which I actually thought was kind of a cute way that they handled that. And I think reality testing, I think that's kind of clever too to think about. Well, if what you're saying is true, what things would we expect to go along with it? In this case, of course, it got weird real fast because yeah. she had the swords and stuff like that. But you know, I I think. I, I like that idea that, you know, you feel like you're actually having this experience where you're interacting with the same when you're really not, obviously. They mm-hmm. have it set up and, you know, tons of people are having the same experience. Right. But I think that's kind of cool. I thought it was pretty interesting, yeah. too. So, uh, lots of mental health themes, of course. Attending therapy was a big one, um, presumably with a psychiatrist. And like you said, actually, probably if I could go back or maybe somewhere I can find just the script... It might be interesting to pick out some of the things that actually were examples of what might be like a realistic depiction of therapy and what it would look like with some of the stuff that actually was really engaging and like some good like reflective empathetic kind of listening and rapport building 
some of the reality testing, some of the challenging about like distorted thoughts or maybe black or white thinking about guilt. I, some of that stuff is actually pretty realistic and I thought really well done. Um, what was maybe not so good about the therapy? The swords. Um, <laughs> I don't think that probably needs too much commenting on, thankfully. I think people are generally pretty That's aware. That's against our ethics code. Um, yeah. Clear. So otherwise, I think the therapy was was pretty well well depicted. And and changing, right? It's not clear exactly what his condition is. Really different kind of, I right. guess, symptoms depending on yeah. on which way you're going. But right, she did do, and she did. You know, we're in this together. You know, yeah. Just, and she said, "All for one and one for all," which yeah. I wasn't exactly clear why she said that, but I guess it was trying to show that they're connected. Yeah. What do you think of the dad lying about going to get lunch and bringing him to the therapist? Um, I thought that was not my favorite um, scene, for sure. Um, I guess I that stuff probably does happen, I guess. Um, I mean, there are certainly people who are maybe not guardians for themselves or are children who are brought in for services and maybe they don't want to go. But... I think those situations make it very hard for the therapist to engage with people who are there who don't want to be. Um, I don't know. In one way, I mean, yeah, you can see how that was problematic and dishonest and might have harmed the parent-child relationship. On the other hand, I can also understand that that was a parent who presumably was very, very worried and maybe yes. even desperate about their child yeah. and felt very much that they didn't know what to do and were probably worried about safety. So. Yeah. There are a lot of, definitely a lot of things. Did you, what was your reaction to it? Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but I think it's kind of this trade-off where did he think that there was just no way he was going to be able to get him out of the house and mm -hmm. he was clearly worried. I mean, the stuff that he was saying is very worrisome. And, mm -hmm. and also he's just locked up in his room. I mean, yeah. and I think that, you know, it, it would be nice if, if there was another way to do it, but I can also understand thinking, well, hey, I, I got to get him in for some help. And yeah. This is gonna is the only way I can do it. Yeah. There was a lot of I think really interesting story and and painful story about really um, guilt that we've really commented on a lot of guilt with the main character in the loss of his mother and a lot of really unresolved I think feelings about the role that he perceived that he played in that event um, in this kind of traumatic unexpected death of his mom so i think that was actually a pretty interesting realistic storyline that i think someone i mean that's something that you could really truly expect someone to suffer with yeah, yeah. definitely and and i the therapist then says the past is immutable we can't make different decisions with hindsight and of course that's interesting because in a way it's kind of like acceptance don't blame yourself but it's also actually getting at yeah, you can in this show, right? You can, right. you do make different decisions. Yeah, it was a little meta. Yeah. Or, because he very realistically, or I mean, I guess not realistically, but very um, genuinely, I guess, does go back in time and changes what happened. Yeah. Presumably. It's not actually clear to me what yeah. happened, but um, definitely some depictions of taking medication as a part of mental health treatment. Um, that's where a little bit of the problematic, I think, messaging comes in about medications um, impairing creativity. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't like that so much. I think that's where we start to tread into what I like to think about as rather inaccurate and potentially harmful messaging. Um, and then there's some depictions of substance use and suicide, really, um, with the kind of 
psychotropic hallucinogenic um, substances and then this that very much leads to this very paranoid delusional presumably delusional conversation um, where there's discussions about going back in time and things don't matter and someone jumps off of a very tall building so um, not I don't know tough to watch I didn't that was really starting to wade into some stuff that I wasn't I didn't want to choose as part of my adventure, if yeah. that makes sense. So. Yeah, and it, and it's unusual, too, because you're right, it is suicide, but it's kind of like almost yeah. in that moment because their belief system is so different, maybe because they're right. on the drugs, I assume. It's not, it's almost like they really believe they're not, they're not going to die. Yeah, that's so a good point. So, but you're right, that is what happens, but it's not maybe what you think of typical or most yeah. cases, you know. And there is... I, I guess to that point, to maybe even take it a bit further, there is a supernatural element to yeah. that where my character did live through that. Mm-hmm. So whether or not, I mean, the storyline is a little unclear to me sometimes because it's very much not linear, where sometimes he's very much aware that he made a choice and then is able to go back and change it, whereas sometimes I just failed and I had yeah. I got an ending, I guess. Yeah. And that's a little bit of a difference. So and at that point I actually think he was able to just go back and change it. I don't think I got an ending in that. Oh no, yeah. I did. They released the game without him. That's what happened at that one. So yeah. anyway, a lot of mental health themes for sure. Yeah. Um so a very unusual experience. Um my understanding online is that the reviews are pretty mixed about this. Um I think some people thought it was kind of interesting. Some people thought it was pretty gimmicky. Um, I think overall more people liked it than disliked it is kind of my read, but a lot of mixed commentary and mixed reactions. And I think it came pretty quickly and, and then people stopped talking about it pretty fast was kind of my sense. I think we're probably very late to the conversation for this. At least we're not spoiling but, um, anything. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, I think everyone who's probably has an intention or was really excited to play through this has probably already has because, um, yeah, I think the conversation has happened. For sure. So. So we're chiming in now, but that's yeah. how we kind of do things anyway. Got to th- got to think it over. Although I just watched it today. <laughs> <laughs> just on time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Closing thoughts uh, for me, I guess. Um, like I, I've sort of repeated myself. I thought it was interesting and a unique idea, um, but with some messaging that I would definitely change um, related to about what the impact that mental health treatment might have on you, negative impact, as well as just continual depictions of people who are struggling with mental health who then go on to do just terribly violent things towards others. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think some of it would just be kind of trite or cliche if they didn't put it in, if, if they just kept it more of a sci-fi thing and not stigmatizing the part of me that when you are going to include mental health, wants it to be a positive message. And because there's, as we said, there's just disproportionate negative stigmatizing messages. So I hope to see more stuff that's done, like better content in that format would be nice. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think it might have been even, I don't know, maybe this is me being idealistic or just stuck in my own biases. But maybe it would have been kind of interesting if in that one scene he did take the adjusted medication and then like he was just okay and the game was released and it was fine. And that was just one of the short endings. I think people would have went back and replayed it and done things differently for sure. But I think that could have just been one of the cutoff paths right there. And that, I mean, 
they could have just flipped that path and made it so if he didn't take the medication, then these other harmful beliefs came into play and these other things maybe. And what I don't a nice know. message that would be. And I still, you're right, I still think that would be interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to make it like, it's not, we're not talking about a moral thing here. People are ambivalent about taking medications. Oh, yeah. There can be side effects. They can have reasons, other reasons for not wanting to take them. They just uh, believe that it's mm-hmm. going to be harmful. I mean, all of that stuff could be accurate and compassionately depicted but yeah, if you if the, you could also see oh, when taking the medications better. But again, it's all messed up anyway because this person is really being controlled by right. someone. So it's kind of that's right too. It's so I don't know that the medication would even affect him. So in that case, it's kind of weird they had him throw it out anyway because it's really happening, right? Right, because we actually were controlling him all right. Along. Yeah, that requires or more is it thought, his perception? doesn't it? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's sort of hard to wrap your mind around. Even at the end, I wasn't totally clear what the story was. Um, interesting, though. Interesting to continue to think about. Yeah. And and to continue to think and puzzle over the role and responsibility of media when the goal is entertainment and not education, but still recognizing that certain messaging or depictions can be harmful or hurtful or perpetuate um, beliefs that, that just aren't helpful to, to mental health. I don't yeah. know. It was interesting. I, on our Jedi Council Facebook page, as I continue to grapple with this question, um, someone who you know very well, Dr. Kim Van Orden, had oh, yeah. left a comment on our post about, um, oh, geez, what is that? The Netflix movie that we recently covered uh, where you can't see the monster or you die by suicide. Oh, Bird Box? Bird Box, right. yeah. Uh, she had commented on that and, and said, yeah, I actually quite liked it. I didn't really think of this as a depiction of suicide. It was all supernatural, so oh, I thought it was okay. Yeah. yeah, so it is interesting because there's just there's different perspectives, and when yeah. you bring in that supernatural kind of element, it does have a different kind of. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the intention is different, but this that maybe the meaning is different sometimes. So I don't know. I go yeah. back and forth about how I grapple with the way I think about these issues. Yeah, that's a great, you know, I think for me, I think about it. That's a great point that you make that it can, you know, that's part of art. It's just going to strike people in different ways. Mm-hmm. And obviously Kim is so much, she's a clinical psychologist who cares a lot about not mm-hmm. having stigmatizing depictions. Oh, yeah, so for it's, sure. it clearly mm-hmm. can, can strike people different ways. For me, I think also it's about if there are good representations of something, or if there's a group that's like, say there were a bunch of great movies that were compassionate depictions of people suffering from various types of psychotic symptoms. Like I think a uh, beautiful mind is pretty good with that. Mm-hmm. And there are some others too. I think if it felt like people kind of believed that I wouldn't mind as much if right. there, you know, were some negative depictions. Cause then you feel like people see different representations mm-hmm. or something like that. And so that that kind of goes into it too, but but yeah, it's not it's obviously for us the goal would be like educating and spreading positive messages, and for right. other people it's more like entertainment. I prefer. I understand it's not. It doesn't. Those two things might seem incompatible sometimes, although I don't think they totally are. Or I think we've seen some good exceptions to the to those kinds of rules. Yeah. So. A topic to continue to be grappled with, mm-hmm. for sure, and with absolutely no doubt there will be more content to sort of pick apart and uh, and really, you know, analyze this issue a little bit. Um, 
because I, I don't think this storyline, as I mentioned before, is is going anywhere anytime quickly. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think there's even a, uh, a a sequel to Split that we probably are due to oh, yeah. watch uh, at some point. Just thinking about recent, or I, I don't I guess Split wasn't that recent anymore, was it? Ish. Um, but <laughs> past, I <laughs> more guess. More recent than Saving um, Private Ryan, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then you've got other examples that I think we've looked on more favorably, like um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. I, I know there's still a lot of conversation mm-hmm. happening about that show, so... It's something that we'll continue to think about and talk about for sure, but not anymore on this episode. This, <laughs> this episode is is coming to a close. The pathway uh, is coming to an end. You're clicking exit to end credits. End credits right now. I think I got the option to click end credits two times before they were just like, credits now is your only choice. I got that a few times yeah. too. So they kicked me out. But we'll make this the exit end credits time. <laughs> Thank you to everyone for yeah. listening. Let us know what you think. And also, we're always glad to hear suggestions for other stuff for us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, hope everything's going well in the Jedi Council listener community universe. And uh, we hope <laughs> multiverse. that... Multiverse. <laughs> multiverse. No matter what timeline or pathway you're on, we hope that you're um, just enjoying it and and. We're wishing you good mental health and many happy returns. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Jedi Council Podcast, a member of the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. You can find more information about our podcast or blog at www.jedi-council.com. If you would like to support the Jedi Council Podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Jedi Council. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers. Additionally, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help.